You're only given a little spark of madness. Followed Mr. Carpenter. What he saw couldn't have been a dream. It was too real. But it couldn't have been true. Jess, hello my movie people, hello my weirdos, hello my daydreamers. I am back, I have drugged myself up and I am ready to go and I am going to do something I was meant to do a very, very long time ago. So I'm finally getting around to doing a review on Mitch Cullen's novel Branches that I was meant to do many moons ago. I am very sorry if anybody out there was waiting for it, but I read it again a few weeks ago when I was having a really bad day and I read branches in like less than an hour and I always find it just to be that little that little novel to read every time that I'm feeling really low and it's quite funny because it's not uplifting in any way shape or form um but for me I think I found this a safe space in Mitch Cullen's novels. So as I'm doing this today, I am watching Tideland. It is on in the background on Chibi. Um, I do have it on multiple DVDs, but I'm not going to put it on DVD today and fiddle around with all the cords and, and whatnot. So Chibi it is. So I'm going to jump into a lot today. Um, all of my health stuff that's going on, I'm going to be talking about it on Ebony's podcast, Sweet and Sour Nuggies for Mental Health. Um, and that's that's going to be a long, long podcast. But with my movies and stuff, I really just want to, you know, focus towards that and um, not bring up too many of my health problems because I hate thinking about it and I endure it every second of my days. So my days are so different now compared to what they were. My days used to consist of going to work, going to events, going to see friends, catching up with Ebony and doing our podcasts. We had so many ideas for future podcasts that we want to do. Um, but now at the moment, I'm just it's it's just a long waiting game. And what I can do in that waiting game is things that bring me joy and and things that make me feel. Um I've always been just a really, I wouldn't say sensitive, but I'm definitely in touch with my surroundings and the energy I get from people. Um, and I can't stop that. And I've tried to stop that. And I've tried to stop that for over 10 years now. And what it only does is it damages my mental health really, because I'm trying to change myself. So I've just learned to go with it. And yes, I have put up boundaries this time being at home. I have realized I have been very, very, um, I wouldn't say too open with people, but I do share a lot and sometimes it's not with the right people. So what I'm learning in myself is sometimes it's not the best to put all trust in, in people. And, and that's the person I am. I, I always just, think of the best in people and 
And I always in situations, oh, I don't want to get angry because I don't know what the other person's going through. But now going through all of this, I've really, really learned that I need to put myself first. And I have so many projects that I want to do. And now that half of my movement's gone, it's, it's just tough because, you know, since I was little, I, I've been a performer. I've been so fucking theatrical. That is my main thing. I think people get me very misunderstood. Sometimes I think they think I'm being serious about certain things I might say, but I'm actually quoting a movie line or my tone has always kind of been a, uh, it's always been an issue because I'm a singer, my voice and I'm trained in opera. So my voice does all these weird fucking tones and some people go, Oh, you know, you just had a weird tone with me. And it's like, Oh no, that's just my bass in my voice. Like that's not me actually being mad or anything, but I've found other singers have the same problem and it's fine. It's just, you know, it's, it's the, the tones in our voice are just, it, you know, we just have to explain ourselves out of situations that aren't even situations sometimes because people just, you know, misunderstood what we are trying to convey or what we're saying. So back to the review, because I love to have a ramble and that's half the reason I have a podcast. We are doing the review of Branches, the novel by my lovely Mitch Cullen. Um, I was meant to do this a while ago. I got caught up with everything. And so I'm finally doing it. Um, so I'm not going to ruin the ending. I just want to go over like the themes and really get this out there because this is a really short novel. It's part of the Texas trilogy. Um, so we have Wompy Jord and then we have Branches and then we have Tideland. Um, I am striving to get Branches made into a motion picture. So come on, everybody. Let's work together. Everybody, please, 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 if you can get your hands on it, it is a hard book to get your hands on. Please get it. Have a look online. See if eBay is selling it. Maybe... I don't know. Have a look at your local library. But this book is, to me, a hidden gem in horror novels. It's not horror as in that, you know, we're in a creepy house or anything like that. It's horror as in there's so much eeriness behind the life of Sheriff Branches. And I love the fact that he's narrating pretty much the whole thing. There is a friendliness in him and I feel like if I met him, I would like him. And he to me is somebody that always has a story to tell. Can He's like a chameleon to me. He can fit in any situation that he needs to but he has been sheriff for ages. He has been in this town for such a long time. It's called Claude and um, I hope I'm saying it right. And he has just, he's never really left. So he's had a very abusive past and I think because he tries so hard to have this image of 
himself that he wants everybody to look up to and respect. He keeps himself in a place of professionalism, but every now and then he has these slips and how could somebody that seems so lovely and has a lovely wife and family be so unhinged in in ways that are also creepy because he's the fucking sheriff of this town in Texas. And if you have seen Tideland, which I am watching right now, you would know there's not many people out there and there's not much around. So secrets are kept under wraps and I've always had this fascination with places that are isolated and especially the wind. Every time I am out in a field or, you know, down at the beach and the wind blows, I've always felt calm and I've always felt like it speaks to me in this weird way. I don't know if it's because I'm a Libra. I don't know. But as a kid, we used to go down to a place just past Echuca in Victoria called Cola. And Pecola is a town of like, I think it's 800 people. It might be less, but it's very quiet. There's a lot of uh, fields. There's a lot of um, like cattle ranches. And we used to go out there with my mum and my brother when I was little. And um, I used to go and walk around in the fields by myself. And I always felt this sense of connection to it. So... I don't know if it's the silence of just being out in a field when it's windy and just sitting there and just being with your mind. And I think that in this novel, especially the way it opens, it just, it, you, you're there, like you are put in that situation. You're standing right next to that well with him in a way. So I'll go a little bit into the plot of branches. So yeah, he has been the sheriff of this town, Claude, for for such a long time. He's worked with the police force. Uh, He's married to a woman called Mary. She um, loves making food for him. She has opened up his his whole world with food that he didn't even know existed. Uh, And he loves her for that. And he also loves fucking her. So that's a lovely relationship we've got there. Um, so she has a son called Danny who branches, uh, practically raised as his own son. And in, um, oh, I'll get to that later actually. So it opens up and branches is at his old family's old farm home type complex. And there was a well on that complex that his stepdad built. And there's two dead Mexicans down the well and they are rotting away and his stepson, Danny, is also in the well with the dead Mexicans. And his stepson is crying and screaming and pleading with him to help me and get out of the well and and um, Branches sits down next to the well and starts narrating his life story and the reasonings of why we are here right now and his childhood is sad and I I really feel like he is Jekyll and Hyde is the best way for me to describe Sheriff Branches. Um, 
I really think there should be a movie made about this. A hundred percent. It would be so fucking gritty and, oh, like I've actually written down some people who I think should play Sheriff Branches. So we've got Clint Eastwood, which is a pretty obvious choice. It's the whole, you know, country old man vibe we're looking for, dusty, leathery skin. Um, But I think what I feel when I read about Branches is I feel that he has gentle eyes. I feel like he can bring people in really easily. Um, I feel like he yeah, holds attention um, and because he has lived in this town for so long and he is the sheriff, nobody second guesses him. So he's got that power stance. He's got that – he's definitely on a power trip and um, I don't know when the power trip is stopping but I don't think it's stopping anytime soon. But my second option would be Christopher Plummer, but he has passed away. And then I thought Ed Harris would be awesome because he's got gentle eyes and I think about the Truman Show and then I just think about um, him like smoking a cavil cigarette, sitting next to a well. I can definitely see it. But then I thought, oh, my God, why, Mitch, Branches the musical. Oh my fucking God. Dick Van Dyke, mate. Dick Van Dyke. Oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Oh, daddy boy fell down the well. Why is he down there? We'll find out soon. It will be fantastic. Really think about it, mate. I'll, I'll even invest. I will seriously put down my whole life. Say, oh my God, that bit in Thailand just happened where fucking satin lips just falls over and just starts fucking blinking and then Jeliza screams. Ah, it always gets me every fucking time. Anyway, back to Branches. So, yeah, Branches the musical. Think about it. So, yeah, it just dives into the things that he's done in his past, things that he's not proud of but he's done. It jumps into a lot of racism uh, it jumps into a lot of uh, homosexuality. What I pick up from Branches is that he doesn't really know himself yet. He has done things that are off his own accord, that are from his real personality. But I think that he tries to, um, I don't know, sweep it under the rug and he's engaging in homosexual acts um, at work and it's, you know, all for power and I think in his mind he gets mixed up abuse and power and his position and I'm not going to go into the childhood aspects of him because I really, really want people to go out there and read this book and find out why his stepson is down the well he has had a great family life. He's had a wonderful time bringing up his stepson, Danny. He has loved Danny. So I don't, I don't want to give anything away because it is one of those things that you just, you just have to read. And because it is a very quick novel, I really think the people out there that love the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, even if you are, you know, a huge fan of Tideland, uh, even if you're not, just please like reach out, give it a go. It's something completely out of the norm. It's something completely different. 
Mitch Cullen deserves so much more than he gets. And I think as a novelist, he always chooses the the right words. And I remember when Tideland came out and it just helped me through a really, really bad period of my time in life. Um, I then found the novel and my mum bought me the novel and reading more about Jeliza, I think what it comes down to with Tideland is because Jeliza is a very strong character. I resonate with her. So when I watched that as a child, I looked at her and went, oh my God, it's someone else going through something similar. Not saying that my dad is a heroin addict. My dad has bipolar. Uh, and he was diagnosed when I was uh, in my early teen years. So that's a hard part for me going through puberty and going through everything else and also uh, having, you know, my father, someone I love so much, go through something that is so heartbreaking sometimes to watch because when my dad was getting, you know, help and we were doing – all, you know, medication trials with him also to find the right thing to put him on. Before we knew that he had the bipolar, he was just, he was there, but he wasn't there. I've always loved him. He's always loved me. He's my number one fan. But when you are a female and you're very young and you are kind of, you're moving a lot and you're trying to figure out who you are as a person but you've got no one to really turn to to ask for help or you're scared to ask for help because you know that that person's going through something. Bipolar is really, the the depths of it are very scary and I have seen what it can do and my dad now is, he spreads awareness, he spreads awareness for suicide pre- prevention, um, he is wonderful, but every time I go back to visit Thailand or I go to read it, it reminds me of a place that I used to be in. So these books and Mitch's writing, it speaks to me in a way that I – it's nice to know someone out there can in, envision something and create characters for people that are struggling or going through something that – not everybody sees behind closed doors. That's probably a better way of saying it because Thailand to me doesn't shock me. Even the first time when I watched it, I was shocked at, I think, just the the dead bodies. More Dell and Dickens' mother than Noah. Um, But I also was thinking that we could chuck Jeff Bridges in branches. He's about that age now. So we can just reuse him or we can just chuck in in McClellan. Um, A Slight Trick of the Mind uh, is also Mitch Cullen's book, which was made into Sherlock Holmes, the movie with Ian McClellan. It was on SBS the other night and I missed it again. I am so sorry. I need to get around to watching it. Uh, Even in Tideland, there's something to do uh, with bees and there's a backstory there and when I looked at the book of Slight Trick of the Mind, I could see all bees on there. So I love the aspect of bees. I always have. I think that that's great. Um, it's kind of like a little Easter egg in a way to me. Um, but I've never been stung, so they must love me. They didn't like Dell. I can say that for sure. 
anyway, back to branches. So I, th- I really do think that this, this novel just has so much potential. It's just so small, but the themes are not small. Every page has me turning and, and wanting to know why he is the way he is and why is there dead bodies in a well? It's giving me the ring vibes and I love it. I can't get enough of it. Fuck yeah, Mitch. Keep going. (laughs) I also think if we do finally make this into a motion picture, we should definitely get the Dana brothers who did the music for Tideland on this as well. And also have some like smoky Robinson theme. I don't know. they're, They're just the vibes that I'm getting. Something just really bluesy and really gritty, but also that has elements of innocence and a place and time that happened in the past, you know, many moons ago. So yeah, um, let's hit up the Dana brothers, see if they want to get on the project. At this point, if I get enough money, if I win Tats Lotto, hell, I'm going to fucking do branches myself. It's going to be my fucking clerks. Branches is going to be my clerks. Definitely going to be my clerks. I've said it all the time. But before I do any of that, I definitely have to read Wumpy Jord. Um, I just haven't got around to getting it yet, especially at the moment. Like, you know, just sitting at home, no no money, nothing, just kind of waiting in limbo for things. And all I want to do is just read Wumpy Jord. So if anyone can find me a copy, let me know. I'll grab it straight off you. I'm more than happy to take it off you. So I definitely want to read that before I make my movie, (laughs) which probably is never going to happen. Look, right now my my things are doing an album, finishing the album. I have lyrics in two books that are just sitting there and I need to finally get them down onto beats. So my beautiful fiancé is helping me with that. He's a sound engineer. I have no fucking idea what to do in that aspect, but I can I can lay down the tracks and and he can sort out the other things. I have no idea. I'm really bad with technology. I'm terrible with technology. So and I'm terrible with directions. So if if we're ever going out into the desert or into the wilderness, probably not the best idea to bring me because I will probably get us killed. But then after the album and after we find out what is going on with this chronic pain. Um, yeah, look out. Fucking look out. It will be at your local cinema, Branches. Um, <laughs> no, I can't say that. I can't say that. It's not even – It's I can't, I've got no rights to it at all, at all. But wouldn't the idea be just fucking amazing? At this point, though, because I am, you know, so broke and – it's probably just going to be some shitty stage play down at the park that I do. One, one man stage play. Um, I will play old branches, young branches. I will have all of the makeup done for every single character. I am that committed. And if that finally gets it turned into a movie, then I, ladies and gentlemen, have done my fucking job because I just think that this just needs more recognition. And look, Mitch's stuff does get recognition 100%. All it needs is just a push, I think, and I think I am the person to do it. I absolutely adore the mind of Mitch and I think that even his photography and I think it's his and Peter's photography, his husband Peter, 
they really capture the essence of the atmosphere that is in the photographs. If you go into Mitch Cullen's site, he has a book, I think it's called Document 2012, and there's another one. I don't know if it's in that, but it's The Man Facing Away, and it's just a man facing away in, like, various parts of the world, and they're really powerful photos, and I could I could look at them all day, and I think the fact that he d- puts them in black and white uh, and takes away that colour and it still speaks to you so much and just gives you feelings of love, feelings of confusion, feelings of why um, sometimes, but it's something that you can always – there's always a conversation that you can have around it or there's always a feeling that you're going to get with it. And I think that for an artist who can play with words so beautifully on a page and then also play with images, um, so worldly images as well, but I think that that's something special and I'm so happy that you get to do that and I'm really happy that you are happy and – I just get excited for anything that you're doing or even hearing an interview with you just because I, you are definitely one person I would just love to pick apart your brain because I feel like we've got a lot of little similarities, um, maybe not um, similarities into interests, but similarities into how in touch we are with what is around us or feelings or even body language. I think that's my main thing is I'm very in touch with people's body language to the point where people don't need to say anything. And I feel like you definitely would understand that. And I think that's why you have such a a way with writing about your characters. You have very, very strong characters and um, characters that stand out. And even your small characters, there's one in Branches, just a female that's driving, driving through. And um, she meets branches and she meets her demise from branches. And I'm not going to go into that because I really want people to read it. Um, but even that character, I see her now. Every time I see that character, she looks like Sophia Loren to me, very classy. And I see her in black, um, but like a navy, navy black maybe with her hair in. She's just taken it out of rollers. It's it's that kind of thing. I really feel for characters that I've just met or even if they're written in two pages, I see them very, very well. And thanks for that. Thanks for just writing some real fucked up weird shit, but stuff that also (laughs) makes you feel. And um, I hope that I get to do that with my music and I hope I get to do that with my art and also this podcast and talking to people. Um, I really can't wait to talk to everybody on Sweet and Sour Nuggies about mental health and um, especially like medical mental health, uh, something I never thought I'd go through. So I definitely want to go through that. But once I read Wumpy Jord, I'll definitely do a review on Wumpy Jord. And I know it's going to be different. I'm more than happy with different. I am always open to new things. I am one of those people that I used to live in the box And now I am out of the box and I sit on top of the box and I watch it, watch all of my surroundings. And I'm always ready to give things a go. I don't want to block off things because people might 
judge me in a certain way from it. That was my main thing. And I think with this podcast, I have just come out of my shell so much more and I'm not worried about, about, oh, I went a bit Canadian there. I'm not worried about what people think of me. It's tough being an empath because it's my main, it was my main concern that I'm going to get judged and, and, oh, I've said the wrong word here and people are really going to analyze what I say. You know what? I don't fucking care. I really don't care anymore. And it has given me this freedom. It has given me this liberation. And you know what? I'm just going to throw as many things out there now. I could talk till the fucking cows come home. So please join me. I love having you guys listen to me. Sometimes I think to myself, who the fuck (laughs) wants to listen to my shit? And you know what? There's other people out there like me that are fucking cinema freaks and weirdos. And it's a safe place for us all to talk. And I think that having a platform to talk about people, I really think are interesting. Oh my God, what's going on? Interesting. Mitch Cullen to me, not when I bring him up, no one knows who I'm talking about. Certain people do. Certain people are like, oh, I know Tideland. Isn't that a novel? So then I'm like, oh my God, yes, now I'm going to talk forever. But my things that I find interesting and the people I find interesting aren't people that are out in the mainstream. So I really want to get their names out there. And I know they've been doing what they've been doing for ages, but still, support is the number one thing to keep performers or artists growing. And I would love Mitch to write another book. It doesn't have to be a part of the Texas trilogy, but what I really, really, really want to know, like I would give my soul. What happened to Jeliza Rose afterwards? Where is she now? Did did she remember any of the stuff? She would have to, you know, remember the stuff, that stuff that you can't get away from. And if we have branches turned into a film, then, you know, we've we've got we've got heaps of cinema here, Mitch. We have a, a it could be a Marvel trilogy, <laughs> but with with taxidermy and old rundown gas stations and cafes and just truckfuls of dust for days, dust and dust upon dust and also tumbleweeds. We're going to need at least a thousand and five tumbleweeds. I'd also be interested in a novel if it's Sheriff Branches and it's kind of like a slight trick of the mind where it's Sheriff Branches and he's like on his deathbed and he's ready to go and there's like, all these other secrets that come out that we didn't know about that are fucked up. And just before he dies, he like gets the strength to get out of his deathbed and he takes himself back to the well. It's called Branches 2, Back to the Well. (laughs) I just want to finish up with the last theme that I want to talk about, about branches, which is animals. And Sheriff Branches notices that these dogs – in his town are dying, but it's, they're not normal deaths. They're really, really horrible deaths that these dogs are going through. It's like they've eaten something or they've taken something and it's a very slow death. So the book travels around finding how these dogs are dying and 
branches loves dogs and I love dogs and he goes into that whole spiel of how dogs can't hurt you and dogs are more trusting than humans and I realized that Sheriff Branches doesn't really have any good connections to humans. He has a connection to his wife, but I think that generally comes from her being so motherly. I think that he sees his mother in her in a way, and he's always been a mama's boy, but we find out why, and it's heartbreaking, and it's so sad. But with animals, he's right. Animals listen to you. They can't talk back, and they our understanding and also animals don't have a voice so they can't stick up for themselves. I feel like Sheriff Branch is definitely his soul animal is a is a his spirit animal soul animal. Jesus Christ, where are we going here? Soul animal is a dog and um I just fucking did it again. Spirit animal is a dog <laughs> and he is so in touch with things that can't talk back because I feel that that's how he felt as a child. He couldn't talk back. He knew what was going to happen if he talked back and he just spiritually gets the mind of dogs. Um, It goes into the theme of Nazis and skinheads and because it's such a place of isolation where the story takes place, having that element in it just makes it just so much more uneasy and for a small novel I really can't talk today for a small novel it just packs a punch in shock and you think you think it's going one way and then it goes a way that you didn't even think it would go um so yeah please Please, please, please try and get your hands on branches. If you're a fan of Thailand, you're definitely going to be a fan of branches. And I found out that Sheriff Branches has like a little cameo in One Pugeord. So I am so fucking excited to hear about that. If I do have some fans of branches, I'm more than happy to sit down and have a discussion about your feelings about branches or even about Tideland. Hell, we might even get Mitch. We might even get Mitch on the show to have a, a lovely discussion and um, so I can pick apart your brain. <laughs> you just seem like a very, very down-to-earth person and you're like a little light in the darkness. I feel that Somebody that can write such dark themes as you never takes things too seriously and can see the fun in things and you need that in life. You need that to survive and I think you've definitely helped me in that element. I think what made me realise was every time that I would put on Tideland, Tideland's my emotional comfort movie and if I would, there's one other person that I've given the book to and that's Ebsy and she loves it and I find myself laughing throughout bits in Thailand and people are like, what is wrong with you girl? Like, how do you find that funny? When I watch horror movies or I watch movies that are just riddled with discomfort or things out of the norm, I find little things in there funny when I probably shouldn't, but you have to look at silver linings and you have to look at 
what's the good in the bad situation? And I do that now all the time. I'm, I don't sit and wallow in anything. It's really helped me to grow as a person. Um, it's probably the weirdest thing to help a person grow, but hell, if it helps me, it helps me. And I will always support Mitch in his endeavors and his future projects, whether that be novels or whether that be photography, I'm always there for it. And I'm always looking from afar. So thanks Mitch for your works. I hope you're listening somewhere from around the world, but really consider Branches the musical. I think it would be wonderful. And I think that you would make an awesome cameo in it. Um, don't think I don't see you in Tardland. I see you. <laughs> you had like one speaking role. <laughs> you were just like, geez. <laughs> oh, someone give that man an Oscar. Anyway, so I better go. I am due for a bit more meds and I need to have a bit of a lie down and I'm going to finish the end of Tideland and it's still going. It's still playing. We've, we've got to the scene of the lipstick. If you know, you know. But my conclusion and my rating of Branches it's a tough one because I feel like Branches is a short story. So in the aspect of atmosphere, 10, hands down. In the aspect of characters, I would give it probably a 9 out of 10. I would have really, 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 really wanted to know more about um, Mary. So it's it's just little things, Mitch. It's not big things. <laughs> um, but... I wish you would just keep writing novels that just have that atmospheric feeling. And I love the fact that the illustrations that are put in the novels, oh, they're gritty and creepy and I love it, love it, love it, love it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm watching from afar as always, Mitch. And, yeah, if you guys want me to uh, review any other books or any other creepy books, there's um, a lot of novels that I'm wanting to read. I was looking at reading The Road, so I know a lot of people out there are like, don't read The Road. I see that it's a movie, but I want to read it first. So let me know if there's any really creepy novels that anyone's come across. I love creepy novels that have also been turned into movies. So double points if you can find me those. But I love you, everybody, and thank you so much for being here for me. Honestly, you guys are keeping me motivated and keeping me going and I absolutely adore you. I will be speaking on Sweet and Sour Nuggy soon. I will be getting everything back going soon. The 21st people, that's my neurology appointment. It's it's coming. It's coming. Um, but in the meantime, it is the waiting game in limbo. So lots of movies. I watched Empire of the Sun the other night. I did fall asleep at the ending. I binged a season of The Simple Life. I watched Children of the Corn the other night. I'm about to watch Dog Day Afternoon. Um, I finished Dead to Me. I'm watching Poker Face. I watched Four Rooms the other night again. Um, I watched fucking Kill Bill again the other night too. Watching Tideland right now. 
Um, trying to keep myself going as much as I can. Obviously, I still watch my Jersey Shore. Um, I'm looking at watching The Whale soon and everything everywhere all at once. And I'm also looking into watching, well, I'm trying to get a razor head at the moment, but it's like $75 on eBay. So if anyone's got a copy of a razor head, let me know. Um, I will give you a shout out and sing you, I'll make up a song about you on the spot. Give me your name and I'll, I'll make up a song. Um, but thank you everybody. I'm going to leave it now because I can literally keep talking fucking forever. Branches is a great novel. Please try and get your hands on it. If you can't, I'll see what I can do. But yeah, um, novels are fucking awesome. Everyone read books. They open up another world that cinema cannot open up to you. And it's great. It's a great little outlet with all this technology going around. Please, if you are having a day where you are overwhelmed and you don't want to keep fucking scrolling, open a book. They are here for a reason and they are written for a reason. So I'm going to leave it here because I can literally keep talking. I'm so lonesome. No, I won't be soon. My fiance is coming back. I'm just being dramatic. But the fact is I didn't even mention fucking snacks in the podcast. I always mention getting snacks at the start. Oh, my God, I've let myself down. I'm getting a snack now. Everyone get your snacks now. Uh, and listen to another podcast of mine. There's fucking stacks. I'm Jess. I'm part of Film Spark. I'm part of Gruesome Twosome with my girl Ebbs. Listen to us. We are just absolute idiots, man. We are idiots that love to talk cinema. So I'm off to get a snack. I love you guys. I love fucking branches. Thank you, Mitch Cullen. You are a fucking legend. Bye. Just just to get everything uh, in line, I don't love fucking branches. I love branches, not fucking them. Just, just so we didn't have any confusion. All right, bye. You were just listening to the Film Spark podcast. For all your film needs and more, like what you heard, give us a shot. Follow us on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods and more. Or follow the socials at film underscore spark underscore pod. You know what? Just follow us on everything. Check out the link tree. Linktr.ee forward slash film spark pod. Find us, follow us, give us a shout. We always want to hear from you. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.